Hey everybody, this is Matt. I am jumping in here with a drop in at the top of the episode because as I was editing, Grace and I had already finished, we got a press release that I felt like we needed to get out to you right away. And that is the fact that Harmony has announced that it will close on Broadway on February 4th. That means by the time that it closes, it will have played a total of 120 performances on Broadway. Grace and I will dive into what this means in a bigger picture on tomorrow's episode. But since this did happen in the evening, I wanted to make sure that we got it out on these episodes. So Harmony is closing. That means that the Barrymore Theater will probably almost assuredly be empty this spring. Something could jump in, I guess. But as of now, I don't anticipate that happening. But Grace and I will talk about that and all the other implications from this announcement on tomorrow's episode. So, with all that out of the way, let's dive into the rest of Today on Broadway. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, today we are going to finally talk about more news that we've been anticipating for a while. But today was a very, very big day for you for many reasons. Not the least of which is the fact that two Jack Kellys are coming back to Broadway this season, and I know as a Newsies aficionado that you are, that has probably played uh, a very important role in your day, probably the most important role in your day, I would imagine. But we will get to all of that here in a second. But I did want to let everyone know on Tuesday morning, I did record a podcast episode with my nephew, Joey. That'll be in the Patreon feed in the next day or so. If you want to hear that, subscribe at the mezzanine level and above at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. All right, Grace, we've been talking about it. We've been prognosticating about it. We have been teasing it, but it did become official yesterday that the new musical adaptation, the first musical adaptation of The Great Gatsby will be coming to Broadway and it will happen this season. Previews, as we presumed on yesterday's episode, will begin in late March on March 29th at the Broadway Theater with an opening night set for Thursday, April 25th. They did not say exactly when that opening will happen, but as I kind of guessed yesterday, it was going to be on that day, so it could be. Obviously, Mother Play is already scheduled to open that day, so they're going to have to stagger those, right? Gatsby is going to have to happen as a matinee opening, and Mother Play is going to have to happen as an evening opening, right? They're not going to do two nighttime openings, are they? They're, they might stagger them. Um, they might do like, a 4 p.m. and then a set. I just think either way, rut row raggy. Like, I don't think, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you look at April and I'm going to have to, you know, reimagine probably once more another graphic to show all the Broadway spring openings, especially in April. It's kind of nuts and it's it's really hard to do to press. Um, I know that they're just having to make the decisions that they have to make, but like, there's usually only one videographer for the carpet that, you know, you're able to contract. There's only one on-camera or off-camera personality, journalist doing the interviews, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just really difficult. It's be a long day. I don't know how everyone's going to manage it. Um, it's a lot to be on your feet for, for sure. So we'll see how they stagger. They they just probably have to. Mother Play is second stage, correct? So in, in terms of it the, uh, where it is on the street, that is a very big leap. It's not like they're both in Schubert Alley. This is Broadway theater all the way, you know, on 50th-ish. So yeah, um, yeah it's it's just a major jump. It's It's certainly not in the the um, block. Yeah, especially if you have to haul camera equipment too. 
So oh, yeah. um, that's a, that's a big one. I would hold off on making any updated graphics until you know maybe another week or so, whenever a stereophonic announcement comes in. But we did get confirmed that both Jeremy Jordan and Eva Nobelzada will be continuing with the production, having originated the roles of Jay and Daisy at the Paper Mill Playhouse. I would imagine that this is just a precursor to more announcements of pretty much every other principal cast member, primarily Samantha Polly and Noah Ricketts being with the company as well. So I think this is just kind of the beginning of that. I want to talk a little bit about the reaction to this announcement here in a bit, Grace. But I want to do that after we talk about the other announcement that we had uh, yesterday concerning a Broadway show. And that is we did get the cast announcement for the Huey Lewis musical, The Heart of Rock and Roll. This one has been, as we've said, like this is one of the ones where we had no casting this and Suffs. We had no casting announcement. We do now have the entire cast, not just principal cast, but ensemble as well. The show will be led by the second Jack Kelly that we're going to talk about today, Corey Cott, as well as Mackenzie Kurtz, who I just saw on Saturday play Glenda and Wicked on Broadway. They will lead a company that honestly is just kind of a a super stacked cast of people who like, you know, and are like, oh, they're really good. I really like seeing them. And I think it will be really fun. So let's run through the principal cast. This includes Josh Breckenridge, Zoe Jensen, Tamika Lawrence, one of my favorites, Raymond J. Lee, John Michael Lyles, Orville Mendoza, Billy Harrigan Ty, John Dossett, another uh, Newsies alum, and F. Michael Haney will be in the cast as well. There are also some great names in the ensemble, Tommy Bracco, uh, Kevin Pariseau, Robin Masella, Olivia Cece, some great folks in this company. And Grace, you and I already had plans to go see this together. In fact, I, I don't even know if it's plans. You just told me we were seeing this together. Um, I indeed barked this at you, lovingly barked it at you. <laughs> yeah, we, we've discussed how much we love Huey Lewis. You have a familial, fond familial memory of Huey Lewis, obviously, F is in the cast, but I grew up loving this stuff. And I think this cast is really great. I think this is a sn- going to be a sneaky, fun show that's really going to be under the radar. But I think it's going to be one of those things that when people go, they're going to have an absolute ball. I mean, I don't know anything about the show itself other than like the score in this cast. But that alone has me excited about it. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, I obviously was really fortunate to sit in on the last workshop um, featuring a, a bunch of different cast members that had either helped develop it throughout the years. You know, they were still, you know, figuring out some some new changes. But, like, it's so funny to me because the show is set in the 80s now. When they did it in San Diego, it was modern day. And I think that, like, putting it in the context of, like, the Huey Lewis, like, epic era of the 80s makes sense. But also, like... I, I know I clocked a coworker today, was listening over the weekend to Huey Lewis for the first time. He was totally unfamiliar. And he literally came to work. This is a young, like, queer man that like had never heard oh. Huey Lewis ever, only listens to like Ariana Grande and whatnot. Came to work and was like, um, sorry, these are bops on bops. And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a reason. So like even though I think people might go like, oh, it's in the 80s. This guy, you know, had a lot of hits in an earlier like time period. Like, I actually think that because it's so fun and the music kind of transcends that, I really can't wait to see the newest version of this show because I have no idea what that looks like. But I certainly know what it'll sound like and it's going to sound fucking great. So I'm really excited. <laughs> and I, you and I will absolutely be screaming in the aisles um, that it's hip to be square. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I love this. And, you know, I wanted to put this together with the Gatsby announcement because I know that it's going to be you've chronicled this very uh, nicely, both on social media and here on the radio, where it's going to be a tough spring, not only for industry members and, and media members trying to just get to everything and not pass out from exhaustion. But because of the ticket buying pressure that it's going to put on audiences, there's so much out there, it's going to be tough. I get that. And I understand that. But I was just a little kind of just like annoyed by some of the people on social media responding to one of these things, both of these things together, individually, separately, just being like, Oh, why do we need another show? What, what, who, who is this for? Why are we doing this now? Um, you know, it was just like, these are both shows that are, I think are going to entertain the hell out of people. I've, I, I've seen Gatsby and I enjoyed it. If I liked it, chances are that probably there's a lot of people out there that are going to like it too. And I was just like the condescension and the cynicism that so many people were throwing out there on social media on Tuesday uh, about, not necessarily, I mean, I guess these shows specifically, but just kind of as like the whole process of new shows coming to Broadway, it's it's getting a, to be a, a little obnoxious to me and, and, and cumbersome to kind of have to go through every time something that the theater intelligentsia kind of turns its nose up at a little bit that we have to wade through that. And I was a little disappointed because I think both of these shows are going to be really, really entertaining. So I don't know, maybe that's just me. And maybe that's my disdain, my growing disdain for social media. But but I'm really looking forward to seeing both of these shows. And and I'm glad that they're going to be on Broadway this season. Well, they're both going to have the first preview on the same damn night. So you can you can oh, take your choice. Yeah, March 29th, baby. We'll see you there. Jack Kelly or Jack Kelly. Who knows? Yeah version 1.0 or 2.0 yeah i didn't mention the fact that uh yeah heart of rock and roll first preview march 29th opening night april 22nd that'll be playing the james earl jones theater as we'd hinted at previously but i'm pumped about both of these shows and i cannot wait to see them All right, let's take a real quick break to talk about our sponsor for this week, BetterHelp. As you are getting into the new year and maybe looking ahead at a very slammed spring schedule of running around from Broadway house to Broadway house, now is a time to kind of reassess what you have going on in your life that is going well and what is something that you want to make sure is going better by this time in 2025. Whether that is something small like hey, I've started to take vitamins and supplements in the morning. Now I should actually eat a breakfast that does not just consist of Starbucks coffee as well. Therapy is something that can help you find your current strengths to enhance them and make your life better overall without having to go through some extreme resolutions that you may or may not keep. Therapy and better help specifically is something that can help you get on a path to having a more well-rounded and beneficial life moving into the new year. I know it's really scary to get started if you've never done a lot of therapy. And so this is to me the easiest way to kind of have a gateway into easy peasy, like one-on-one interactions with a therapist. Like I am someone who feels very comfortable going to therapy, but it's not something that comes easy to everyone. I've had a lot of people in my life that have been so afraid of it, but know that they want it and or need it. And so I think that everyone can first of all benefit. Second of all, the way that it is built within this app is so user-friendly and accessible. I think this is the time where we are all kind of reevaluating what our priorities are and our priority needs to be ourselves. We need to focus back in on our first and most important client, us. So BetterHelp to me is the easiest and fastest way to get started. 
So celebrate the progress you've already made and visit betterhelp.com slash Broadway today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Broadway. All right, Grace, not the fun news of a new show and casting and all that stuff, but we did get a pretty big headline on Tuesday as well. And that is the fact that Charlotte St. Martin, the president of the Broadway League, is going to retire very soon, within like a month. Uh, In fact, one month from the day of the announcement. There were no real details about this as it was just kind of announced that she, quote, decided to retire. And not only is that a quote from the press release, but that is also how Deadline is is putting it in quotes. So I, I'm not exactly sure if there's supposed to be some sort of context to that. I will say that the fact that the announcement was made just a month ahead of time is a little surprising. Normally you get kind of these announcements six months or a year ahead of time, especially with like outgoing artistic directors at theater companies. Like we're going to go through a whole search and someone will be in place by the time I leave. That is not the case here with the Broadway league. Jason Lacks, who is the league's executive vice president and general counsel will serve as acting president while the board conducts an official search for a full-time replacement. St. Martin has been in the leadership role for 18 years. I have voiced my concerns over her leadership and the league's leadership of the industry in general, many, many, times uh so we don't need to rehash those but this is certainly a changing of the guard it is one of those things where if you are not a fan of saint martin's leadership you can say great she's gone but i think you also have to wonder what's next does the league want something different or not we don't know we also don't know what the reasons behind her retirement are so whatever that is this is a big change for the broadway and theater industries I assume we'll get more information about this down the down the line, but it is certainly one that was not to be expected, uh, but will have some lasting ramifications on Broadway for many years to come. All right, let's get into some other news. We have previously talked about the Keen Company's upcoming one-night-only benefit concert of the Broadway musical Glory Days. We had talked about the fact that Derek Klenna and Colton Ryan have already been cast. We got the other two cast members on Tuesday, and they are Jordan Dobson, and George Salazar. This show will take place a one-night-only event on February 12th. The show premiered on Broadway in 2008 and tells the story of four high school friends who reunite one year after graduation to enact revenge on their former bullies. It is a cult classic show. It was written by Nick Blameyer and James Gardner. The show has gotten some simplified arrangements by Van Hughes. Grace, you will be there. I will not be there, unfortunately, but uh, a pretty good cast for, for this show that means a lot to a lot of people. A deep part of me thought maybe they will invite Alex Brightman to have this one night show, considering this was his Broadway debut and he never went on. <laughs> so I um, I was just like, oh, maybe. But no, he's booked and blessed at Spamalot. Um, I think that this is going to be a really, really fun night. I'm really, really excited to see it. Obviously, we actually we love the Keen Company here at Broadway Radio. So I'm, I'm really eager to uh, be there. I'm so sorry, Matt. <laughs> you can't be. Yeah, I, I bought tickets in a just a a moment of FOMO and I was like oh I'm gonna go up and see this and like the uh the Children of Eden concert that they're doing I was like oh they're a week apart I'll go up and stay for a week and then once I actually already bought the tickets I looked at my schedule and I was like I have tickets for like three things in Florida that week it doesn't make sense for me to go up so Grace is going to use those tickets instead but excited to hear what uh all about it afterwards so you'll have to fill me in 
In some other news, Variety had an exclusive report that they are making a film adaptation of the Tony-winning musical Big River and that the screen adaptation will be done by Douglas Lyons, who has been represented on Broadway both as a writer and an actor in the past couple of years. This, of course, is the musical based on Mark Twain's The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. It premiered on Broadway in 1985 and has had a revival with Deaf West and has gone on to be done all across the country. I've seen it uh, down here in Orlando. I think it is has some fantastic songs. Free at Last, Muddy Water, Worlds Apart, and the song River in the Rain actually went to number 36 on the U.S. country music charts, which I did not know. John Goodman also appeared in the original cast as well. So uh, I'm a big fan of this show. I think it's a fantastic score. So look, if we're going to put it on screen, I am here for it so that even more people will have the opportunity to experience it. Speaking of movie musical adaptations, before I went to New York last weekend, I actually went with a, a group of friends to see the Mean Girls musical here in in Orlando before I left on the next day to go to New York. And I, I was not apparently the only one because the Mean Girls musical won the holiday weekend box office going to $32 million over the extended Martin Luther King Day holiday through Monday. The show, interestingly enough, that already eclipses what the original Mean Girls movie did at the box office and puts it very well in place to make a profit for Paramount. Grace, you have did you you didn't go to one of the early screenings, did you? No, I didn't get in, but I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I look, I love Mean Girls musical. I think this was a little more watered down than I was hoping for from the the big screen version, but there were definitely some very smart updates. There were some updates that I thought were just like, okay, you didn't need to update that. That's fine. Didn't love all the cuts that they made, but obviously cuts from a stage show to a movie musical are always going to happen. But overall, I really enjoyed it. My whole group really liked it. So uh, if you haven't got a chance to see it, you should do that because it looks like a lot of people are seeing it and a lot of people are enjoying it. All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me on Instagram at BWW Matt. Grace, where can people find you? You can follow me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful hump day, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.